welcome everybody to the 25th ever episode of the West Coast Preps podcast. I am Chris Jackson, joined here by Gregory Morland-Soon. We got a special guest, Logan Wolf. Hopefully we can host this one better than Austin Flax and Jerome Lisa the other day. We'll see though. But Logan, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Just, you know, stuck inside again. Although this week has been a busy week getting on campuses. Um, last, last week I actually got to Got to Carlmont in Belmont, uh, met with uh, Coach, Coach Rado over there, um, and actually been to Pally about twice um, this week, meeting with, uh, with Coach Giff and uh, Coach Crane, the, uh, the field hockey coach. Awesome. So going off that, just introduce yourself a little bit more and kind of tell the audience about what you're doing now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I work for a company called E-Team Sponsor. Um, it's a fundraising, um, mobile uh, web-based fundraising app kind of like a, it's just crowdfunding. Uh, you know, back in the day, coaches kind of used to do the, the traditional letter writing campaign, right? Where they'd uh, go to each player, say, hey, you know, I need 10 names and addresses, you know, let, give them to me. And they'd spend about two weeks with hand cramps and frustration, send it out snail mail and letters to, to grandma and grandpa. And, you know, the, 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 the rate on return was, was very, very terrible. Um, so we had some, uh, some guys out in the East Bay uh, create uh, E-Team Sponsor about 10 years ago. Uh, first, kinda, first, first company to do this kind of thing. Um, they kind of said, you know, how can we uh, expedite this process and, and, and utilize what we have in the Bay Area? You know, this is the, the tech hubbub of the world. You know, there's got to be a better way to do things, you know, and that's, that's kind of always been our motto at E-Team Sponsor was, was find a better way, um, you know, and, and just like in athletics, you know, same kind of thing. Um, so it's uh, Sean Connors, who is a, uh, he was a, a coach at uh, um, uh, out in the East Bay. Um, and then uh, Steve Jacoby, uh, he's a, he's actually a D-line coach at uh, De La Salle. Um, and then Randy Coddington, who's a, who's a coach at uh, Pittsburgh High School. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of great guys, um, you know, started this, this company from nothing in a, in a little uh, on, on a table in their garage. Um, and now we're, we're a company who's official fundraising partners with organizations like the CIF, 3C2A, NAIA, NJCAA. Um, so we've come a long way. Uh, we've raised about almost $80 million for organizations throughout the country since 2010. Um, so I'm the, uh, the, the regional director for the South Bay Peninsula, so San Francisco down to kind of Monterey area. Um, and then, you know, I just got actually promoted to, uh, to some regional territories out in uh, West Virginia. Um, Chris, uh, lo love the there smile. Oh, man, I'm so happy right now. You have no idea. Great West spot, but I am. I know Jason Hardy is very happy too. Let's give Jason Hardy a shout out while we can. Love, uh, love Jason. He, uh, he, the reason why he got to know me was actually uh, through hours of detention. Uh, Sarah. Oh boy, oh boy. You, you want to get into those stories of what you did to get into detention? I think we got to get into this soon. Um, yeah, so uh, the, the majority of it was uh, wearing sweatpants. Um, at, believe it or not, uh, at Sarah High School, they kind of you know it's a, it's a private school. They have their their rules and regulations on on what you can wear. Um, I actually had this this pair of sweatpants that kind of looked like slacks, um, and so I, I'd wear that all the time. And you know, I just kept getting in trouble for it. <laughs> I did some other stupid stuff, you know, as as a as a high school kid. Um, but yeah, Coach Hardy was the 
kind of detention uh, supervisor. So that's how he kind of got, got to know me. You know, I, I'd always walk in there. He's like, oh, Wolf, you're back here again. Really, what'd you do this time? <laughs> uh, I totally never just, made it. I, all I wore was basketball shorts and a t-shirt at school. Yeah, yeah great. That. We had sweatpants a lot in high school, too. We were wearing those a lot in those winter months, man. I, yeah. Remember journalism class? We were just sitting there. I played Madden Mobile all day. Just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't exactly productive. Probably should have got set to the principal's office once or twice. Sorry, Miss Just. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, Coach Hardy, you know, he's now he's at, he was at, he was at Sarah for a while, um, and now he's at College of San Mateo. Uh, where my dad is actually the dean of athletics at, so you know we've kind of rekindled that relationship. Uh, love the guy; he's uh, he's he's one of my favorite coaches. Um, you know, I never had the chance to to play for him. I did play football for for two years at Sarah, but I was a soccer guy. You know, my grandparents are from Germany. I'm actually fifth generation of of goalkeepers on my father's side, um, so soccer just kind of kind of runs through my blood. <laughs> uh, so. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a little bit about me. Yeah. So what got you into working with E-Team Sponsor and what sold you on working with them? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, so it's a, actually a very long story. Um, so, you know, after Sarah High School, I, I kind of, you know, I, I got offers from, you know, Sac State, Chico State. Um, but, you know, soccer is a little different when it comes to, you know, wanting to make that next step to the professional level. Uh, you really got to do either academy or you got to, you got to be like, you know, big 10 pack 12, you know, for, so for me, it was kind of like, you know, go big or go home. And I've always wanted to experience something outside of California. Um, so Oregon state uh, was definitely my, my number one choice. You know, I went to a couple ID camps um, actually both camps. I, I uh, dislocated my knee on <laughs> The first couple days. <laughs> wow. so, yeah, I, I never really, unfortunately, I never really got the looks uh, that I wanted. Um, I actually just had my second surgery on this knee. I have a cadaver ligament in there. Uh, <laughs> it's, so it's a total, total reconstruction down there. So it's, I guess it's a good thing. I probably didn't end up going pro because I probably wouldn't have lasted long. <laughs> um, so I decided to kind of take my efforts uh, from Sarah and uh, go to De Anza College in Cupertino, uh, probably one of the uh, the best soccer uh, programs for junior colleges um, in the Bay Area. Um, you know, you got clubs down there like De Anza Force, um, that's really good. Uh, Rusty Johnson, Rusty Johnson is the coach down there, awesome guy. Um, and CSM didn't have soccer, so <laughs> um, you know I had to had to kind of take my efforts. Uh, you know, had to say, hey, sorry, Dad, I got got to play for um the the mountain lions now they were the uh dons and now they are the mountain lions um so you know uh my first i i only played a year at deanza um but the the one year i actually played there we act i was actually a participant for e-team sponsor for the team um so you know i got to partake in in the fundraiser uh, kind of see what it's like from from the participants perspective you know i ended up raising like a thousand dollars or something um, for, for my team, you know, we ended up, we, that, that was one of our best years ever. Actually, we ended up going down to uh, SoCal, uh, for the championship, uh, ended up coming up short. Um, but you know, because of e-team sponsor, we got to, you know, we got the, the best buses, we got team dinners, team lunches, everything. Um, you know, even 
they set a kind of a in, incentive um, where they said, hey, you know, if you raise a certain amount, we'll, we'll buy you cleats, we'll buy you gloves. Um, and those who did got to get that equipment. So they really provided us with the best um, to kind of take our efforts to the next level. Now, unfortunately for me, um, my kind of soccer career came to an end. I actually uh, fractured my wrist halfway through my senior season in, uh, at, at Sarah. Um, and my dad being the daddy is told me to rub some dirt on it and don't tell my mom that my wrist was hurting. <laughs> um, so I kept playing through that, through that season, uh, my senior year, we ended up winning CCS for the first time, um, in Sarah's history for, for soccer, uh, which is an unbelievable accomplishment. I'm still very proud, um, to kind of see that banner every time I walk on campus. Um, so, you know, that kind of affected me at the junior college level. I didn't get as much playing time as I wanted. Um, I actually took a class at De Anza. Uh, it was an environmental studies class and something I've always been passionate about was the environment and, you know, just growing up in the Bay Area in this kind of just urbanized city area, you know, it was, it was always something special to, to get away, go to Yosemite or Big Sur or whatever it is and go camping and you really kind of get that, you know, you're out there by yourself, it's dead quiet, and you're like, wow, this is, this is something else. Um, so I did a, did a research project on the, uh, the wolves in Yellowstone National Park, and how taking, taking a predator out of its environment kind of, you know, creates this, this top-down, um, just topsy-turvy, and just totally destroyed the environment. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, so I, I did some research. I decided, hey, you know, I'm going to go out to uh, um, Montana State University. Um, and do some some field research in, in, in Yellowstone National Park, get my degree in environmental studies. Um, and so, you know, went out there, completely different area out there compared to the Bay Area, which is kind of something I was, I was looking for uh, in a college. So kind of just played club soccer, uh, you know, just did some pickup stuff. Um, and then, you know, I about halfway through uh, my, my, my college career out there, you know, I, I wasn't doing very well, didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, every college kid goes through that. You know, you're, you're in that, that first year, second year where you're just like, you know, what am I doing? What am I going to do with my life after I graduate? You know, <laughs> what jobs are available? Because every job wants experience and to get experience, you need to apply. And you, you, you almost like need experience to get experience. It's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous the way, the way it goes these days. Um, but I kind of, you know, I called my parents one night and I was just like, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> I, I love this kind of education that I'm getting right now, but my passion is sports. My passion is athletics. My passion is giving back to the community. I actually got a, uh, a scholarship through uh, this, the Sequoia uh, District um, for outstanding community service. I actually worked at the, uh, the San Francisco Zoo for three years. Um, as a docent on the, uh, on the nature trail um, and, you know, racked up probably 800 hours or something like that, just community service. You know, I'd go out to San Francisco, give uh, bag lunches to the homeless and whatnot. Um, so, you know, community has always been um, something of a passion of mine. And so, you know, going forward, you know, my, my parents just said, just get your damn degree, <laughs> you know, just get a piece of paper. You know, that, that's what companies want to see. That's what employers want to see is that you committed yourself. You did something, you accomplished something, 
You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the field that you got your degree. They just want to see that, you know, you're, you're a valuable employee because you can, you know, you can work. Um, and so I, I took that advice my parents gave me. I got my degree. Um, after I graduated, I didn't really know, still didn't know what I was going to do. And, and uh, my dad called me one day. He said, hey, do you remember E-Team sponsor? I was like, E-Team who? Uh, I know. <laughs> He's like, remember, they, were, they, were, you, they helped you do a fundraiser at, at De Anza for the soccer team. And I said, oh, yeah, I, I, I do remember that. He's like, yeah, well, one of the, uh, one of their reps, actually, he's, uh, his name's John Laird. Great guy. He actually uh, helps out the East Bay and some other national territories. Uh, but he came to my dad. He's like, yeah, you know, we've had three or four guys come through um, the South Bay Peninsula and just, just haven't really worked out. Um, so, you know, my dad said, hey, you should, you should apply. So I said, all right, you know, <laughs> might as well. You know, I, I got nothing in the pipeline right now. I'll uh, send, in my, uh, send in my resume and, you know, and just, I ended up moving back here because I just missed the Bay Area so much. You know, Montana is a, it's a great, great place to visit. Um, not, uh, not necessarily a great place to live. It's uh, very cold. Uh, if you want good Mexican food, you go to Chipotle. If you want good Chinese food, you go to Pan Express. So I was like, I need some good food, man. I need to, I need me some taco trucks. You know, I, I need some, I need some good authentic food. You know, there's no professional sports out there. I miss going to, to Niners games and Sharks games and A's games. That's kind of my thing to do uh, on the weekends. So I ended up moving back here and E-Team sponsors said, Hey, you're, you're perfect. You know, you, you have this, these connections around here. Um, you know, you're, you're, commitment to the community is, is right where we're at, right where we want to see you. Um, you know, let's, let's get you rolling. And so <laughs> been for, been with the company for, uh, for just over a year now and, you know, loving it. And we've seen the work you've done with South city and Dion Evans, the fundraising they just did there not too long ago, just go more into what you've done with schools like them and other programs and how you've helped them fundraise thousands upon thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, Back in the day, people, people, not back in the day, they still do this. They do the, the candy sales, the, the, you know, going door to door, selling the, the discount cards, you know, doing a car wash, you know, selling gift wrapping paper. It's just like, you know, you're not really getting the most out of, out of a fundraiser. You know, there, there are people, um, you know, in, in New York, you have family in New York, Florida, Texas, you know, maybe even a, across the world that are, that are, that are family members that love you and want to support you. Um, and, you know, these family members that can't really, they don't really see the kids and, you know, they're not able to come to their games and support them. Um, they want a way to, to, to give to them and to help them out. And I think that's the beauty of E-Team sponsors. About 95% of the donations come from outside that local area. Um, and it, it's just a way, it's a platform uh, we provide for people to support uh, their loved ones. And especially during these times right now, you know, coaches are saying, ah, I don't know, you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting time to be asking for money. Um, and, and while that's a, that's a valid point, it's, it's, it's not necessarily true. People are actually more willing to give right now than they are, than they have been in the past. Um, our statistics have, show that, you know, pre-pandemic, our, our national average per participant was about $350 per kid. We're seeing that 
400, 450, even some, I think, I think Dion's was, was about $500 per participant. It, it was, it was absolutely amazing. You know, so people, people empathize with these kids, but you can't say, Oh, I understand what you're going through because reality is we, we have no idea what these kids are going through right now. That the, the, the mental issues that are going on where they're, they're stuck inside. They're not able to see their friends. They're not able to do what they love right now. Um, is, is just, you know, it's, it's terrible. And so people understand that, Hey, you know, I don't, I don't know what you're going through, but you know, if, if there's any way that I can help you, you know, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to go above and beyond. And, you know, people had these vacations that they, that scheduled, over the summer, you know, I was supposed to go to Germany with my family. My dad got tickets to the, um, to the quarterfinals for the European cup in Munich, you know, and that's something that we've been wanting to do together as father and son for, you know, ever, ever since I, I, I knew what soccer was, was to go see a, a national tournament. Um, so, you know, people had to cancel these vacations. They have kind of this extra pot of money sitting around it. And while some people may be struggling because maybe they're out of a job, um, you know, there are people who have, you know, this kind of extra money that they normally have for, for summer vacations, going out to dinner on a, on a weekly basis, whatever the case may be. Um, they, they're now saying, Hey, you know, I'll use that to support my loved one and my, my, my kids. Um, so I, I think that's, that's what we've seen with Dion uh, and his program. Not only that, it's the effort of the coach. Um, and, and, you know, he, he said it better than, you know, I've ever heard it be said. You know, he said um, fundraising is a, is a form of, of strength and conditioning off the field. Um, and that, that, that cannot be more true. So I'm uh, really proud of what they've been able to do. Uh, Carl Mott's another great one that, that, that's raised a decent amount. They're about $28,000 now. Um, so they're, they're doing pretty well. Um, there's a lot of programs it actually helped uh, raise about over $500,000 uh, since January uh, for programs throughout the Bay area. That's incredible. And how does this benefit the kids and their respective programs? Like what is the long-term goals and what's the long-term success of these programs just from the one fundraiser that they run? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so because I, because I've only been at E-Team Spots for about a year, I haven't been able to see kind of these programs um, and, and what they're using that money for. Um, what I can say, uh, I actually helped uh, Sarah's basketball program last year. Um, I believe they raised about $25,000, um, $30,000. And what they decided to do is, is actually get a, a shooting machine. Um, so that's, that's something where you kind of upgrade the equipment, um, and whatnot. So that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what, what Dion's going to do with his money <laughs> and that 20 K that he raised. Um, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to being able to see these, uh, you know, these relationships I've built, um, with coaches and, and seeing what they're going to be doing, um, uh, moving forward to, to help their kids uh, get to that next level and, and, you know, help their program succeed um, like Dion is trying to do over there at South city. And you mentioned too, you've got really deep ties in soccer, Germany and all of that. Go more into just your background there and how that helped you decide to get into coaching soccer as well, like you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, you know, soccer has always been a passion of mine. I've, uh, 
I started dribbling a ball probably when I was about three years old. I actually still have a, a picture of my grandfather holding me up while I'm, uh, you know, walking around kicking a soccer ball. Um, so it's, you know, it's always been a passion of mine, um, you know, and, and while I've always wanted to take that next step, you know, to professional when I was, when I was younger, um, you know, the, the way to do that uh, these days, you know, it's soccer is tough in America. Uh, it's a very, pay-to-play-based uh, sport. Um, in, in, in Europe, you have academies that are, that are well, you, you almost have schools that are dedicated to soccer. So these kids go to school to play soccer, essentially. You know, the education is great over there, uh, but the main reason they, they go to these schools is to, is to get to that next level um, and develop their, their, you know, their traits and their skills. Um, and so I, I played on a bunch of different club teams growing up. Um, and then once I got to high school, I kind of didn't, you know, I still played club, but I wasn't that serious about doing any sort of academy. You know, the, the, the high school camaraderie, the high school culture of playing a sport for your high school is just, it's, it's unmatched. Um, especially, especially in, in America compared to other countries, you know, kids want to play high school uh, soccer and, and, and athletics because it's you get that kind of that culture. You know, you're around it, you're around the school, you're at the school. There's just there's just more um, more there um, than playing academy. So that was always my kind of love. Um, I actually I, I played on this uh, on the freshman team uh, my my first year at Sarah. We uh, we won the WCAL as uh, as freshmen, and then I was brought up. To, uh, to varsity uh, my sophomore year, um, you know, as a, as a kid who's 6'3", uh, goaltender is, you know, uh, Jeff Panos, who was the coach at the time, I uh, was like, you know, this, this kid's something else. Um, so he, uh, he, he brought me up. I played under, um, under the starter who was a, a senior uh, my sophomore year. Uh, we, we got to the quarterfinals um, in, in CCS uh, that year. Um, and I was, uh, you know, I, I like to call myself the PK master. I'm, I'm very good at, at reading PKs, getting in the head of the, of the striker um, and trying to kind of force him to where I, I want him to go. Um, so, and, and coach saw that. So we ended up going into PKs um, in the quarterfinals. And it was against, I, I believe it was against Alice Al High School. And I think it's still on YouTube. The, the, uh, the, the highlights for the, uh, the, 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 I guess, 80 minutes. Um, they actually didn't, they actually left out the PKs, which was kind of funny. <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, coach said, hey, Wolf, it's your time. Get in there. So um, he put me in for PKs. I ended up, you know, stopping about three out of five and sending us on to the semifinals uh, where we actually, Ended up losing, um, which was kind of a bummer. I think we lost to, I think it was MA actually. I think it was to Menlo Atherton. Um, but, you know, the, the next year we kind of, we're still really building. Um, and then, you know, senior year, we, uh, we, we lost to, to Valley Christian in the WCAL playoffs. And I believe that was the, the first round. So to me, that, that was an absolute heartbreak. Um, you know, walking off the field, I, I believe it was a, it was a one zero, um, one zero loss. Um, so walking off the field, you know, my dad came up to me. He's like, Hey, you still got CCS and that's bigger. That's bigger than the WCL, you know, keep your head up. You know, you guys played a hell of a game. Let's just, you know, focus on, focus on the CCS now. 
Um, so like I said, you know, we ended up winning CCS for the first time ever. Um, it was a, a, a gr great accomplishment. Still one of my fondest memories of high school. Uh, but then, you know, from there, soccer kind of burnt out for me, you know, just with the injuries and everything that kind of happened and me wanting to just get out of California. Um, so, you know, MSU, I kind of, you know, refereed and, and played club and whatnot. And I came back and I was like, man, I, I, I miss the game, you know, and I, I, I feel like I have a lot of valuable information that I can use to, to help other people. Um, and when I was, when I was playing club soccer, I actually ended up helping, uh, help, helped coach, uh, my coach's girls team. Um, so, you know, my, I, I had experience, uh, coaching girls soccer. Turns out my, uh, uh, my head coach from Sarah, Jeff Panos ended up going to, uh, to Mountain View high school, um, to, to coach the girls varsity program. So, you know, when I moved back here, I gave him a call. I said, Hey, you know, you still at Sarah? He's like, ah, no, there's some, uh, some things that went down um, and, you know, I decided to take my efforts elsewhere. Uh, so he brought him uh, himself and then uh, my goalie coach, Andrew Moore, um, over to uh, Mountain View High School. And I said, hey, you know, I'd, I'd love to, to come on to, to help you guys out. Um, you know, don't don't need pay. You know, I'm just looking to, to kind of build my resume um, and just put something on there. So I'd love to just come on as a, as a volunteer coach. Um, and, you know, that's the great thing about E-Team Sponsor. You know, they really encourage us uh, to coach. You know, if they say, hey, you know, if you got to take some time in the, in the evening to go, you know, coach your team, that's fine. So very, very blessed and thankful to, to my company for, you know, allowing me um, to, to continue to pursue my passion. Um, and we actually, um, it, was, it was a hell of a ride this last year uh, with Mountain View and the girls team. We actually um, beat uh, SI in the, in the CCS playoffs. Um, to, to send us to the, uh, the semifinals. So that was the first round. And that, that was a huge win, you know, for, for public school to beat a team like SI, it's, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. Um, so we actually ended up winning CCS last year, which was amazing. So, you know, to be able to say, hey, you know, I got to win a CCS playing under these guys to, you know, winning CCS championship coaching alongside them is, is something else. So now I'm actually going to be coaching at both uh, Mountain View High School and, uh, and City College of San Francisco for Jeff Wilson for the women's program up there. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, getting back on campus. You know, I'm, I'm still, I, I had the knee surgery, so I'm still kind of recovering from that. But once I, once I recover, I'm going to be uh, getting back to, uh, getting back to coaching and, and doing what I love. And what drew you into coaching to deciding to get into junior college coaching for soccer? And how much did you having that experience going to junior college and playing junior college kind of lead you to this path as well? Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's interesting, you know, uh, there's the, just the connections of coaches in the Bay area is just, you know, crazy. You, you meet one coach and you start talking and you're like, Oh, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And, -so, and, -so, and it just kind of, you know, keeps going. Um, so, you know, last year when I, when I started E-Team Sponsor, I got to start to meet all these coaches. Um, uh, one of my, one of my first coaches I started building a relationship was Jeff Wilson over at CCSF. Uh, great guy. He's known my dad for years. He knows uh, Jeff Panos really well. Um, so we kind of, you know, established that connection right there. Um, and so this, this last year, I was just like, you know, I'd, I'd love to, you know, just continue to build upon that. Um, and so I talked to, talked to coach Wilson, um, and, you know, he knows my experience. He knows I played at De Anza and Sarah high school. 
Um, he's seen me play uh, as well. Um, and he, he asked me, he's like, Hey, you know, I'd, I'd love to have you come help the keepers this year. Um, and you know, I was like, I'm coaching high school. I'm, I'm working a full-time job. That's going to be a lot, but you know, it's, he just said, you know, once or twice a week to come out and, and help the keepers. So um, yeah, that's, that's how that kind of came to fruition. So, you know, coaching high school and JC, you know, I think my ultimate goal is to just, you know, be in charge of my own program one of these days, um, whether that's Sarah high school or, or, or junior college, you know, that's, that's my, uh, my ambition right now. And I coached for a couple of years at Granada high school, just helping out the same thing as you just volunteering, but I always got that urge, like, all right, I want to play. Do you get that urge when you're sitting on the sidelines? Like, all right, I kind of want to check in and start playing again. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, definitely. No, without a doubt. That's uh, yeah. So um, funny, funny thing though, my, so Panos lets me, you know, hop in the goal every once in a while um, when we were, when we were practicing just to, you know, give, give the girls a little more competition. Um, you know, it, it's different when they go from, from shooting on a, a high school girl who's five, nine to, shooting on a, a 24 year old who's, who's six, three and has some, some, some pretty good soccer background. Um, so that's, that, that's kind of what I um, use that for is like, you know, I, I really want to play. So coach said, oh, you know, just get in there and go into goal. Um, so, so funny story. One, one, uh, it was one week I went, he told me to hop in um, and there's this uh, one girl, her name's uh, Julia Webster. Uh, great, uh, great striker. Uh, she's coming up this next year as a uh, uh, junior or senior. I'm not, I'm not, I don't really remember, but <laughs> that's besides the point. Um, you know, she was just, she was just trying everything on me. She could not score. She was just trying to put anything past me and she couldn't do it. And she was just, she, the frustration on her face was just like, you know, I kind of felt bad, but at the same time, like, you know, this is going to pay off because tomorrow this weekend when 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 she goes in there to to shoot on a you know a, a five nine keeper you know it's gonna be a lot easier um she ended up scoring four goals <laughs> the next day uh the next week at practice she she came up to me she's like do you hear i said what she goes i scored four goals <laughs> i said see it's it's worth it to get a little frustrated shooting on me um, so that's why I kind of, you know, I, I definitely feel that urge, you know, when you're just like, oh, I'd, I'd love to get in there. But that's where, where I kind of like try to try to use that where I'm like, hey, let me hop in the goal and practice and, you know, have these girls uh, try to shoot on something that's a little, little more difficult. <laughs> How often are they scoring on you in practice? Um, that's a good question. If we're doing a small side of scrimmage, not often, but if they're doing drills, man, I get winded quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I'm not in the condition I used to be. I think we did uh we did one drill where uh they, they play the ball from about the top of the 18 down to the uh uh the corner flags and, and serve it in and just shoot on me. And man, I, I was I was huffing and puffing. I turned to Panos and I said, Man, I am not in shape for this anymore. <laughs> you just looked at me and started cracking up. <laughs> All right, can I so I got into soccer a little more the last World Cup, but I will never understand the offsides rule. Can you please tell me why that's a rule? Because sure. I don't understand it. I mean, it's the same kind of thing as a, you know, a, a false start in football. Um, you know, I, I like to equivalent it to that. You know, if a, 
you got the uh, the DB and you have the receiver. If the receiver gets a head start on the DB, that's not really fair. Um, it's kind of the same thing in soccer. You know, if you don't want to give you, the striker and the the defensive player have to be on that same line for it to be, you know, considered a goal if they, you know, get it get it past that uh, that back line of defense to uh, to get that striker. And so same kind of thing there, uh, where you know it has to be, you know, they have to be in front of that. Uh, or behind that defender um, in order to, to make it count. All right. I've asked tons of soccer players and soccer fans that question. That is the best explanation I've got. <laughs> I don't like the rule, but it's the best explanation I've got so far. I like to try to, you know, equivalent things. You know, that's, that's the thing. Um, that's one of the things E-Team sponsor, you know, told me in my interview it's like you know one of the best things the e-team sponsors we all speak the same language you know we all we all speak sports so you know whenever i'm trying to compare and contrast with the coach i always you know try and use his language um and and to what his what he uh understands yeah no i love talking sports and i relate probably too many things back to hey remember when barry bonds did this Yep, like yep. It's, it's, it's weird it's weird how that works out i equate like memories in my life to sports music <laughs> coming out to a certain sporting event it's <laughs> it's really bad i do want to let you know this is the barry bonds episode number 25 hey i went to i went to the game where barry bonds broke the record greg was supposed to be there too Greg, greg i went to that game you want to yeah. get into that story greg shout out to my dad for saying having the ticket the StubHub ticket on the computer screen and then saying, nah, I don't think we're going to go. But I did get to go to 715 uh, with my mom. So that one was really cool. We were right behind on plate too. So that was, I'll never forget that one for sure. But the 756, that will always haunt me because we had the tickets on our screen exactly where he hit it too in that triples alley. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. Like I probably would have caught the ball. I'd be a millionaire right now, no, but whatever. Thanks, dad. Appreciate it. That's funny. Greg, no wonder why you listen to so much Sam Smith now. It makes perfect <laughs> sense. <laughs> I, I don't think you're talking to me. I think you're talking to a different athlete. I don't know. You and Skylar Thomas are pretty similar now with your music, I think. There's been a lot of in-the-fields music in your car lately. I can't deal with it anymore. Yeah, so then let's go into your biggest influences growing up. Who are some people that really just kind of helped you get to this point now and some people that really just helped you understand that you really wanted to give back someday to kids like you're doing today? Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely my, my dad, you know, first and foremost, he was a, um, he was a coach, you know, growing up, he coached at, uh, he played at San Francisco State, uh, coached at Skyline College while he was getting his master's um, and, you know, uh, did really well there, uh, and then ended up being promoted to the, to the dean of athletics at Skyline. Um, you know, a job came along at uh, uh, at CSM, and you know, CSM being the the athletic school they are, he said, hey, "Yep, it's closer to my house." And uh, you know, the athletics are there; it's just something else. That that the football program they got going on uh, up on the hill is is you know, it's unmatched, um, and. You know, I, I wish that, uh, you know, last chance you had had filmed the CSM, um, but CSM said, eh, you know, we don't really want the distraction. We got other things on our mind. Um, so then they went across the bay to, to Laney College. <laughs> I, think, I think that was a good choice. So we got some pretty good stories out of that too. That was, was a great, that, that was my favorite one by far. Yep. You know, it's uh, the, these kids at the JC level, they, they got to get out the mud, man. 
they're, they're not they're not giving getting offers from from all these kind of big schools they're they're coming you know out of out of a place where they get no offers and they're just they're just trying to trying to get something trying to grind and and just the appreciation that these kids had at Laney for for getting a scholarship to you know a D3 program you know you wouldn't have seen that at, at East Mississippi Community College or, or you know that the other one that they did uh Indy, right? yeah, independence. Yep. You know, they, got a, they got a D three. They would have been a screw off. You know, I don't, I don't want your D three scholarship. But the appreciation that these kids get, where they're just like, you know, I just want an opportunity to play football and get my degree. Um, and so that that was a tremendous um, series. But kind of going back to your 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 original question here, <laughs> uh, another person who who definitely had a uh, impact on me uh, was was my goalie coach um, Andrew Moore. Uh, great guy. He he worked with me, you know, he, he worked with me a little bit freshman year, but, you know, sophomore, junior, senior year, you know, we became best friends. He was, uh, you know, Panos did his thing with the team uh, and Andrew Moore would, would kind of take me aside and, and train me. Um, and so, you know, after I graduated, you know, we'd get together every once in a while, um, but just kind of being able to, to coach alongside him again and, you know, everything I've, I've learned from him. He's a, He's a hilarious guy. He's a really, really comical, um, comical character. Um, but he actually also um, helps out with with AYSO um, in in the Bay Area in Redwood City. Um, so, you know, just he's he's definitely somebody who who's who, who I've looked up to. Um, let's see if I can. I actually have a picture of uh, of me and him holding the. Uh, the CCS trophy at Sarah High School, and then uh, me and him holding the uh, the CCS trophy at uh, at Mountain View. I don't know if you can see right there. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool picture. Cool. Yeah. That was my uh, how it started versus how it's going picture for for Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, th- those two definitely had a had a big influence on me. Just just you know seeing. Um, them and the influence that they had on kids you know i've been talking to there's some coaches in the bay area uh, at the high school level now who my dad coached at 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 skyline um and just you know the 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 reaction that that i get from them from saying oh yeah my my father's andreas wolf that's your dad man he he was awesome he had a you know he trained me really well and you know i'll remember him forever and same kind of and you know kind of transition to me with with coach Moore, where it's just like you know i'll remember this guy for the rest of my life um and just those 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 small impacts that you have on kids you know they'll 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 remember that um and that'll you know eventually shape who they're gonna be um so i want to you know give that back to, to to kids now and now what are some more things you want to accomplish in the ventures that you're working on now with e-team sponsor and also with your coaching career? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, e-team sponsor is, is tremendous. You know, it's, it's really giving me this, um, this sense of satisfaction that, you know, I'm, I'm giving back to my community. You know, like, like I said, you know, I've helped raise over $500,000 for, for schools in, in, in my territory since the beginning of this year. Um, and just that, that feeling of just like, you know, helping out these kids and, you know, helping them get to that next level um, through fundraising is, is unmatched. Um, so, you know, that, that's just, you know, grinding, uh, you know, it's tough right now with everything kind of being closed down. You know, I, I wish I could do more, get on the campuses, build more relationships. Uh, you know, I'm, do, I'm doing what I can from inside the 
these uh, these four walls of my uh, my little townhouse in uh, Pacifica, California. Um, but you know, I think in terms of a coaching career, I would love to eventually uh, be kind of a, a head coach for a program. Um, Sarah would be, you know, unbelievable, obviously. Um, but uh, funny thing, you see uh, soccer coaches, most, most soccer coaches, the majority, not all, but most soccer coaches were, uh, were goalkeepers um, back in the day. And I don't know if you know the reason for that, um, but as a goalkeeper, you, you really see the whole game. You know, you're in the back, you see the entire game. So you really get, um, you know, you learn more about the game and, and just the strategies and, you know, the vision and just everything from, from sitting back there, you know, you know, you know how many hours I probably spent sitting in a, in a goalie box, watching, watching soccer, a lot of hours, man. Um, so I think that, that, that definitely, you know, gives me an edge um, on the competition in terms of, you know, being able to, to coach my own team uh, one of these days. Uh, but for right now, you know, just, being a volunteer coach and, you know, helping out organizations and, and programs um, raise money to, to help their, their programs out is, you know, phenomenal. And, and schools need it right now. Teams need it right now. You know, there are going to be budget cuts. That's, you know, that's just a fact. <laughs> My dad's actually the uh, um, on the board for the uh, three, for three C2A football. Um, so he gets a lot of kind of that, that inside information. Um, and, you know, I know there, there are going to be budget cuts, um, you know, whether that's at the three C2 two a level or the CIF level. Um, so right now I'm just going to be doing all I can uh, to help these, these programs, um, you know, make up for, for what they're going to be losing this next year. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned the soccer goalie. I equate that to there's so many catchers that coach baseball, including one of the best coaches ever, Bruce Bochy. <laughs> Had to throw that one in there. I see the A's jersey. I know Chris is an A's fan. You know, I, you know what? You know, I'm done with the A's. I'm so sick and tired of that stupid franchise. I'm, I'm going. Hey, Billy Bean's Billy Bean's gone now, so we'll see. What Honestly, th thank goodness. Hey, he he's never won the better. He he deserves way better than that franchise, honestly. No, no, no. You know what? Everybody needs to go. Let's just let's start this thing. Over. They, they need to build that new stadium. That's that's what they need to do. About what happened like, with the Giants when they did it. They've been talking about this thing for ten years, and I've seen no yeah. progress whatsoever on it. They they, they promised us a new stadium, but nothing's happened. It's never gonna happen. They'll move to Las Vegas with the Raiders. Oh my! That's God. fine. That's I mean that's fine. I'll I'll, okay. I'll go. Do not say that. Do not say that. <laughs> There's no way. That's uh, that's the other thing you gotta you gotta what that I liked about that Laney series, um, is the uh the, the episode where they kind of talk about the uh, the Warriors moving to San Francisco, the Raiders leaving Oakland, um, you know it's like what's 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 wrong with Oakland, you know I've I've I grew up going to Giants games. Um, I, I think it's because my mom didn't want to take me to Oakland, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, you know, my, my dad has always been an A's fan. So every time we went to an A's Giants game, you know, he'd be rooting for the A's. And of course, you know, son looking up to his father, of course, I'm going to root for the A's too. Um, but I've always kind of rooted for the underdog. I've been, uh, you know, I, it's, it's more satisfying, you know, to see an underdog win than it is to see a powerhouse win. Um, so I've always, you know, Sharks, A's, uh, we won't talk about the Raiders, um, go Niners. <laughs> um, and then even, even teams like Germany, you know, the national team, um, you know, but obviously post 2014 when they won the, the, the world cup, 
um, when they were losing to, you know, to teams like Italy and Spain in the, in the semifinals, I've always kind of, you know, been, been a, been a big supporter of the underdog team. So. But, but, okay. I got this question for you though. Who's got the better record, the Raiders or the Niners? <sighs> you see, you see, you see Niners fans can't relate. The Raiders got a winning record. Brandon Younger, you know, shout out him for his tweets. Every single Raiders win. All right. When was the last time either of you won a Super Bowl? Oh, great. No. <laughs> you see, Greg can't relate with the underdog thing because all he roots for, all he does is a bandwagon and roots for the winners. Chris, how many championships do I have? I know you have this one down. Well, ones that are real, zero. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> that would be 12. How, how, do, how do you survive in those years where you don't get one title? Uh, I just look back to all the titles. I'm very grateful. <laughs> Anytime they lose, you don't hear Greg in the group chat for a week or two. I don't want to hear about how grateful you are after this. <laughs> hey, you got to attribute some of those rings to the Sarah boy, right? That's true. That's a true. Lot of, a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> Sick to be specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the greatest of all time. Yep, I'll, I'll give him that. The greatest year was the Patriots won 2014. And the Giants won, and then the Warriors won. I had like three in a year, basically. That was the greatest year of sports ever. Yeah, I still, I still have yet to get that satisfaction. Thank, thank yeah, you. I'm never gonna get that. I'm never gonna get that because I got the Raiders, I got the A's, and I got the Sharks. And the Sharks for 20 plus years give you all this hope, and just you know they pull the Sharks in in the postseason. And oh, just, yeah, they need to take that that hockey stick out of the uh, the mouth of the Sharks because they're uh, you know the logo is obviously choking or something. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not even a question. I don't. A good one. No, they're they're never gonna win a cup. I've been, I've accepted that fact. Uh, never, never say never. Oh, never say over. never. It's you over. know, J- Jumbo's on to Toronto, and for some reason, Doug Wilson decided to bring Marlowe back for. Why? God. I don't get that. What, why, why not get in some more young guys? Well, that's that's the thing, you know. It's a, you know, I, I say you can either kind of slowly rebuild, or you can just totally tank your team and rebuild. And honestly, they're going towards the totally tank because they keep bringing back forty-year-old players. Like, it's ridiculous. It's not, it's not Tom Brady. You know, you know, all love for Patrick Marlowe, but I don't want to watch him anymore in the Sharks. No, I'm, I'm done. The great thing about Joe Thornton was that he's a he's a dish master, right? He's setting up these kids, you know, and, and that, that's why I was okay with them keeping him. Uh, but Marlo's a, he, he's a scorer, you know, what I don't want to, he, he's got a year or two left, you know, let's, let's let yeah. the, uh, the young guys come in and play, <laughs> you know. Especially so. at this point, like they're not good enough. He's not adding anything to the team. So let the young guys learn on, on the fly. I'd rather yeah. that happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I don't like it, but let's get into some more positive topics and some fun questions for you. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we get some good answers here. Favorite home cooked meal. Oh, favorite home cooked meal. So, you know, like I said, my, my grandparents are from Germany. Um, every Christmas we have the same meal. It's called Fleischsalat. Um, and what it is is a bunch of bologna and mayonnaise with some spices on a, on a toasted bun and man, that just, it, it gives me chills. Um, <laughs> okay. Either so that from my grandparents and then from my parents, probably my mom's Halloween chili. She makes every year. Ooh. She makes, she makes just a, a bomb chili. That's just, we have it every year on Halloween. I, I love it. That sounds really good right now, actually. Yeah, that really does. We're going to be stop doing these at lunch. 
because we get on these podcasts, start talking about food, and then I get starving. Greg, Greg, I think we've got Halloween plans now. You know what? Chili for Halloween? Yeah, chili for Halloween. Is anyone else just urging a, a nice rainy day uh, with, some, yes. with some chili? And just like, yes. can we get, get past this freaking summer weather already? It feels like it. summer. I know it's October 22nd, but I still think it's summer. It feels like it's still the summertime with football practice and all that stuff anyway. So it doesn't feel right. like more than right. yeah. July would feel like. I don't know why it's still like this, but here yeah. we are. I'd rather, I'll take summer for 12 months. That's my, this is my favorite weather right now. I mean, so. but I, I would like to experience fall weather a little bit. Like sure. it, would, it would be nice to just have a 60 degree raining day just once. I'm not saying every day, like we're in Oregon, but just one day of rain. You know, my, my favorite, my favorite days are those uh, Sundays during football season where you get the, the just downpour of rain and you just spend the entire day inside doing some chores while you got football on in the background. Those are, those are some of my favorite days. Yeah. Th- those are some very memorable days, but now who is your favorite athlete growing up? And then who is your favorite athlete currently right now? Ooh, that's a good question. So growing up, so I'm not going to lie as a, as a kid, I was, I was quite a bandwagon fan. Um, and, uh, and, you know, kind of growing up, I was, you know, I was kind of a Niners fan, you know, whatever, um, and then in fourth grade, I, uh, we, we did kind of those autobiographies um, and I did mine on Donovan McNabb. Um, and then I became an Eagles fan. So I was a huge Donovan McNabb fan for a while. And then I, you know, Peyton Manning started coming around and started getting into his prime. And then, then I was a Colts fan because Peyton Manning was just awesome to watch. You know, I loved him. Um, and, and then I kind of, you know, my, my buddy brought me over to the Raiders. Um, so I, I never really had a um, favorite player in the NFL, uh, but soccer, uh, Miroslav Klose for, uh, for Germany was always one of my top. Um, and then Manuel Neuer became my guy um, when, when he, you know, really started getting into his prime. Um, in the hockey world, um, funny story, I became a Sharks fan in the summer of 2009 uh, is when I started watching hockey, started following it, um, and my neighbors kind of got me into it, and so I was, you know, I think we were getting into the, uh, the, the 2010 season, um, and they're, you know, I was over their house, and they're like, you know, you got to pick a player, who, who are you going to pick? Um, you know, you got to pick a favorite player, get his jersey, this and that, and I was like, I don't know. And then uh, we, we actually had a, had a rookie come up that year on the Sharks um, by the name of uh, Logan Couture. Um, and I said, hey, he's got my first name. You know, why not? Well, I'll just I'll just go with him. That's fine. Um, and then today he's uh, the uh, the captain of the San Jose Sharks and one of the, the best players in the league. Um, so that's that's one of my uh, my favorite, um, you know, favorite player stories and, and how I became a um, a, a Logan Couture and, and Sharks fan, you know, so I get to say my, my favorite player. I've been a diehard Logan Couture fan since the day he stepped on the ice for the, uh, uh, the San Jose Sharks. Now, is it bad to say that Logan Couture deserves a better franchise in a better situation? He does. You know, yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd say that too. I want, I want um, the best for him. I want the best for him. I love Logan. Dashing the Sharks right now. Like. I mean, it's it because it's, it's hard not to on and dance every year. It's, it's hard, hard not to. It's yeah. hard not to. You know, I, I used to be kind of like, 
okay, I can't bash them. You gotta, you know, just keep positive. But it's just like, end of the point now, it's just like, my God, you know, you, you go out and get Eric Carlson and, and Brent Burns and the year they went to the Stanley Cup finals against Pittsburgh was just like, come on, man. You know, like we, oh, that, was, that was not a fun summer. No. That, that. Wait, Chris, I think you should tell the story of how you cost the Sharks the Stanley Cup when they were. Yes. Up yes. So, so you remember 2014, they go up three, nothing on the Kings. I, I take full responsibility oh. for this. I'm not going oh, to hide behind anything. Oh God. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still very angry about this series, by the way. So the, so the Sharks go up three, nothing all is well, all is great. You think it's, it's the greatest day of your life. Our friend Oscar Garcia is tweeting about the Canes, just bashing them. So I decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to reply to his tweet and tag the Canes. The Canes come at him on social media. All of their fans start going at my friend Oscar on Twitter for the rest of the night. And then what happens? The Sharks lose oh, no. four straight games. And I, I had a little bit of an um, a angry moment, let's just say, after that game seven. I don't know if that that hurt more or the Stanley Cup final loss. No, no, 2014 hurt more. I didn't expect them to win the Stanley Cup. I went in, I'm like, they're not going to beat the Penguins, right? That's not going to happen. But 2014, you go up 3 nothing against the Kings of all teams, and then, boom, you lose four in a row somehow. And every single game, too, my dad kept saying, no, they'll win this one. Game seven, he's like, they'll win it. So I felt yeah, good. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You know what? Dad, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, yeah. It's, uh, uh, so we can blame Chris as to why the Sharks do not have a stand. It's, it's okay. I, I take the blame. It's, it's whatever. The curse of Chris Jackson. And obviously, at, after this podcast, the Sharks are never going to give us any free tickets or give us any love at all. So. Well, good. I don't want to go to a Sharks game anymore either. They don't deserve my support. Can you do me one of those, like, dark and, uh, you know, deep my voice so they don't know it's me? <laughs> You, you know, as much as I love going to Sharks games, it might be time to stop spending the money for him. Oh, I'll I'll keep spending the money. I'm a I'm a through and through Sharks fan. Win or lose, oh. you know, I I love going to the tank. It's yeah, just me too. Me the too. energy is just it's just unmatched in those tanks, man. It's a uh, something else, and you know that's why I've always been kind of a more of a hockey um, fan than than a, like a basketball fan or even soccer for that matter. Um, you know, it just, it just means more to score, um, you know, basketball, you know, you, you score a two pointer or three pointer, you know, that, that comes pretty often. Um, but you know, when you get, uh, you know, like the 2014 goal by, uh, by Mario Goetze to, to seal the, seal the deal for Germany in the world cup finals, you know, it's that, that just rush you get over your body, you know, same kind of thing with that sharks OT winner against Vegas in, in, in game seven to come yep. back. You know, it's just that that energy that you get from that, that one that one goal is just it's it's unmatched. There's nothing yeah. quite like a hockey game either, or a playoff hockey game at the tank. Those are always oh my god, Chris. Chris, do you remember that we were supposed to go to that game? Yeah, seven? yeah. Okay, you know what? Game seven when the Sharks come back against Vegas, I'm I'm angry again. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm like we're we're like let's go to the game. It's only sixty dollars tickets. Let's go. And Greg's like, nah, let's not go to this. Why should we go? No, I said I want to go, but like let's wait and see what happens. Well, why? Why not just get them? Just say yes, man. <laughs> we could have gone. We could have celebrated, and, and then and then late in Game Seven, when they're down what three nothing or something like that, Greg's like, just score another freaking goal so I can go home and end this thing. And the Sharks start scoring. They start scoring. They go up. Vegas comes back and ties it. And then what happens? The Sharks win. We could have been at the Shark Tank to celebrate that win, but no. 
Mark Barclay Goodrow, who uh, ended up winning a Stanley Cup with Tampa Bay this year. Yeah, well, everyone wins the Stanley Cup, but the Sharks. That's yeah. that's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like. But yeah, every, everyone wins a title besides the Sharks, the Raiders, and the A's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Telling me, man, it's preaching to the choir. Oh my goodness! But you know what? Before we get even angrier, how about next question? Stop flashing up the numbers, by the way, man. <laughs> Favorite video game growing up? Got it right here, dude. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Madden. Always, always been a Madden. Always been a big. I mean, of course, I was an NC2A fan when uh, they they had that game. Um, that was one of my favorites because it's just all the teams that you could choose from. Um, but definitely Madden. I actually my my mom gave me a bunch of my stuff when I when I went back over because uh, I, I I go over to my parents' place every Sunday to watch the Niners game with my dad, um, so that he's not stuck watching it with my sister and my mom. <laughs> 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 um, but she gave me a bunch of stuff, and uh, I found a, just a, a a bunch of like Matt. I I think I have it right here. Um, I got Matt Madden 09. We got. Madden 12, um, and then we have a we have a quite the uh, the classic here in backyard football with uh, with with Tommy on the cover. That's right, Mr. Brady, the goat. Back, backyard football was fun. Backyard that, was. Was, that was that was a fun video game. Yes, it was. But yeah, I'm still uh, still playing Madden to this day. Got Madden 21. Um, doing a lot of doing a lot of Madden Ultimate Team these days. You got to be careful with that game mode though, because you end up spending some money that you don't want to spend. <laughs> All right, so then last, it's a three-parter. Your favorite book, your favorite movie, and your favorite TV show. Ooh, all right. Favorite book. Um, that's, a, that's a tough one. Uh, I've lot of, read a lot of autobiographies. Um, I actually, I have one that my mom actually gave back to me, which was a, it's a one on Walter Payton. Um, and, and Brett Favre actually uh, wrote a bit of it. Um, but that, that was probably one of my favorite ones. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I actually have the book somewhere over here. Here it is. It's a great book. Okay. Great there. That's, that's probably one of my favorites. Um, and you said favorite movie. I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan. Uh, that, that was, yeah. Like the new ones. Oh, classics all the way. I mean, I, I love, don't get me wrong. I love the new ones that Chris Pratt was a great, great choice to go with. Um, and the new ones, he's awesome. Um, so probably that, um, if we're talking a sports movie, um, probably have to go the longest yard with Adam Sandler. That was, that was one. I, I think I, I think I downloaded that on uh, on my iPod Touch when I was in, uh, in middle school, and I, I watched it. I think every night. <laughs> but I think my one of my favorite se- scenes from that was uh, uh, Rob Schneider's group hug in the shower tonight. <laughs> that's a <laughs> that's a classic line. Um, which uh, funny story. I actually lived right across the street where where he went to high school, um, and actually one of my friends who. Uh, her family owns a a storage company in Pacifica. Uh, she's one, or he's one of the clients. Uh, <laughs> well, so. can we go back? I don't think the high schoolers that are listening to this podcast know what an iPod 
shuffle is or iPod. But <laughs> they, they don't understand what that stuff was like back in the day. And you had to like move the little circle sometimes too on the iPod. Mm-hmm. The, li- the little rectangle ones, the yeah. iPod minis, man, the whole generation. They yeah, kids don't remember what it was like to first get that Motorola Razor, first get the first get- <laughs> That was my first cell phone. Yep, was the yep, Motorola too, Razor. Too. That was the happiest day of my life. <laughs> We're hitting ourselves quickly right now, guys. Um, and then uh, TV show. Man, I'm probably gonna just have to go with The Office. That's Perfect. just good, great choice. Best best answer you could have possibly come up. That's with. just a cla- It's you know it's something I always just put on while I just you know kind of working in the background or whatever. Um, yeah, I think, you know, that'd have to be my choice as office. So what is your favorite office episode then? Oh, wow. Wow. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, the roast of Michael Scott is a good one. Oh yeah. Because at first you don't really feel bad for him. You're like, oh, this guy's got it coming to him. And then he gets just absolutely torched and you just, and he walks off like crying. You're like, I kind of feel bad for him. You know, <laughs> I think that's that's one of my favorites. Um, obviously, you have to the the, the last one ever is a, is a classic. Um, but I, I don't know if you guys. One of my other favorite TV shows is uh, Dexter. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Dexter. Yeah, my family loves that show. So they just announced that they're that they're making the final season. They're coming back, and they're making another season to to make up for how they ended um, that TV show. So Dexter is definitely. Looking forward to, to that one coming out. Yeah, that would be interesting. I, I need to watch that show because I've heard so many good things about it. I just haven't got a chance to watch it. So oh, that's, that's a great show. I would say definitely get into that like as soon as oh, possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah. After all these crazy good questions, getting depressed about the Sharks, I think that'll wrap it up for this episode of the West Coast <laughs> Preps podcast with Logan Wolf. Thanks for Logan for coming on and joining us and taking through, us through his journey. Be sure to Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media at West Coast Preps underscore and follow our work at westcoastpreps.com.